Welcome back. It's my favorite day of the week, and that means that it is Monday and time for another episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I am your host, Sean Brown, and I am so excited to have you guys back here for episode 21 of the podcast. Today, we have Vicki Topher on, who has been a professional photographer for over 18 years and has owned a studio in both Minneapolis and Morton, Illinois. If you guys recognize the last name Topher, uh, if you guys have attended a conference or you know WPPI or Imaging USA um, push conference, you might have met Jed, who works for White House Custom Color and actually runs this convo over on the White House Custom Color podcast. Jed, and Vicky are a husband-wife team where Vicky runs more of the photography side and Jed is kind of more on the studio um, product side, which is is a really unique dynamic. And I think that that's something that um, is is super cool about these particular individuals. Vicky uh, is one of the people that I think has just a knack for knowing what the process should look like, um, especially in terms of how to run a business, whether that be sales, marketing, all of that stuff. So I think you guys are really going to have a tremendous insight into her process and her and kind of the business side from running a studio, selling products, communicating with your client throughout the process and all of that. We also touch on a little bit of Vicky and her passion of helping others, um, namely through the Asha Fund, which she founded in 2010 after having lived in Nepal for six months during their time adopting their daughter. Um, she currently uses the Asha Fund to provide uh, five young boys in Nepal with a home and education. And so I think that this is a really good balance of how, as a business owner, we also have the potential of helping in so many different capacities. So really, I think a tremendous episode, not only from a business aspect, but also from a service and gratitude aspect. So excited to have you guys along for episode 21 of the Senior Style Guide podcast and cannot wait to have you guys listen to this conversation and join us as Vicky and I dive into all things business, photography, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Talk. I am your host, Sean Brown, and today we are here with the fantastic Vicki Topher from V Gallery, who is an amazing family and portrait photographer based out of the Illinois area. And so she is gonna be here to talk about the purpose of kind of driving your sales for through in-person sales, which is an amazing topic, just because I think that it's something that a lot of people struggle with. They don't necessarily know what to do and, and how to start. So uh, Vicky is going to be kind of our, our guide to how to start in-person sales and really just tell her story about how this has really changed the course of her business and, and her studio. So first off, welcome to Real Talk, Vicki. Thanks for having me. We're happy to have you here. So for those of you who, um, Vicki is actually a, I think we kind of got set up through Vicki Black, who was like, you need to have Vicki on for an episode of Real Talk. And I kind of started digging around your work and um, and you, you're doing some really cool stuff. So for those of you who, uh, for those viewers who might not be as familiar with you as, as others, kind of give us a little bit of background about how long you've been in business, how you got started, all that just. Yeah, um, so my husband and I started our business um, about 20 years ago 
And so the industry was a different, different industry back then for sure. But still the same story of I didn't go to school for it. It was a passion. I loved it. I started photographing friends, weddings, and a couple high school seniors. And it just started to snowball to where I had to make a decision if I was going to turn this into a business or not. So I think that relates to still most people and how they get um, into this industry. The difference being it was all film, um, you know, in a completely different, different ball game. But we started um, out of a, a studio, just tiny little studio we put in the basement of our first home. Literally, like I set up soft boxes that touched the ceiling and the floor because the ceilings were so low. And Everyone's like, on dream the right there. Yeah, and, and the one background, because I painted it with my mom. You know, like, so really, really simple start, um, but was able to grow the business. I really invested a lot in education. Um, so I was learning a lot through the different conventions, conferences, and things. Business started to grow. Um, eventually, we did rent out a space on the main street in our small town. And after a few years, ended up purchasing that building, which, uh, fun little fact, used to be an old bowling alley. So um, we renovated this 7,000 square foot space into our studio. And literally over the years, so many changes have happened. Um, you know, we actually moved to Minnesota and, and my husband worked for White House for five years and still kept the studio running. So I've been that person who ran a studio remotely. I wasn't, you know, living here and ran a studio. We've been a studio with nine employees. Um, and now we're really toned down where I'm basically, I'm the photographer. Um, I have a couple part-time employees. We have two kids now. So I'm still running my business. I'm just running it differently. Um, not quite as crazy 80 hours a week, um, you know, shooting all the time. So really focusing on quality, not just quantity, you know, not the volume, but really trying to find, you know, increased sales and the right clients so that I'm not having to work as hard. So we're in the midst literally right now, as in two months ago, moved back into the studio, made an apartment in the studio where we're living. So now we're back to living where we work and it's working really well with the ages of our kids, but updating and renovating the whole space again. So that's so awesome. So, so that's something I didn't realize is that you were doing uh, basically working remotely from, from your studio, which I think is a feat in itself. Um, and I think especially something with where people are trying to travel and, and balance work and, and life, um, they might not always be in the original town that their studio was in. So um, kind of what challenges did you find when, when working remotely? Because it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, it sounds like you're, you might be able to, but then all of a sudden you're like, wow, there's actually a lot of stuff I do in person that I kind of need to be in my city for. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, that was one of the motivations for coming back that we were excited about really, um, giving the business the attention we wanted to give it. It was really hard to not let certain things slide, you know, by not being there all the time. Um, you know, we had great, I think a key thing is having great people. So, you know, we did still have a couple of great employees who were able to still be the face of the business. Um, and that did create, you know, one of the cool things that happened, it created kind of that scarcity principle of, um, I was only coming back six, seven times a year. And so people who were willing to wait, you know, people were actually willing to wait for our experience, our photography, and I would fly home and shoot crazy for, you know, three days and be super efficient, you know, um, breathe photography, you know, live photography yeah. for three days, fly back to Minnesota and be mom, you know, and then my employees were doing all 
of the back end work and the editing and getting it prepped for clients. So that was one thing that was cool. I think that that happened um, is to just see how people were willing to wait. And, and some people, I think that actually worked to our advantage. But of course, there were times that, you know, I think, you know, we lost jobs and, and clients because we weren't available. You know, we just weren't here to keep things updated. And so it's really fun to like now we're going in and we're literally like changing every surface in the studio, getting new images on display. And we just weren't doing that when we weren't physically there. And then on the flip side, it was interesting because I started shooting in Minnesota. And so I didn't have a studio space. So I was kind of running like the studio space I wasn't living at and then trying to figure out where to shoot in Minnesota without a studio space. And yeah, also in like 10 degree weather and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and starting fresh, like start, like nobody knew who we were. Like, so in our Illinois studio, you know, we were established. It's been 20 years. So the majority of our clients are repeat clients. They are clients who are willing to spend the money. They know who we are, what we do. Um, we have a brand. And so then throw me in the big city of Minneapolis. Nobody knows anything. And it was really hard to, I actually had two different prices. You know, I really wasn't running two similar businesses there. Like I, I ran very separate businesses. Um, and you know, both worked, but they were different business models. I did a lot more kind of mini sessions and things up in Minnesota that I would say was more quantity driven, you know, getting people in who didn't invest as much, but on the end, you know, if you're 10 people, you know, you're still making a good profit. So, so let's talk about that a little bit is in the, the difference between business models where um, I think we can even go kind of mini sessions kind of go a little bit more general where we can say that's kind of all photographers that are designated, say, shoot and burns where they are a little bit more quantity um, driven where they need to bring in the quantity to bring in the desired revenue versus a, a studio that you're going to spend a little bit more time with your client, create a little bit more intimate personal experience with them. And then as a result, a little bit higher sales. What have you kind of found as the biggest differences or kind of advantages between one model or the other? Um, we've done both and you can be successful at both. Um, we've even done many sessions, high-end type mini sessions at our Illinois studio where people were spending more money and volume. But I mean, my stage of life I'm at now, I think I prefer in general to be doing, you know, like being that red carpet service and doing um, that, going that extra mile for my clients um, that are established. But I have no problem with a couple times a year throwing in a mini session and some of these people will come back and do that too. You know, so you'll get new clients that way. It's a great way to grow your business. Um, but it's also like, I do have fun doing both. Like it's personally satisfying to me to do both. Um, but you know, I'm talking about literally just maybe a handful, just a couple of mini sessions a year um, that don't take a lot of setup or investment. Um, but it's still nice to offer to grow the business. But I've, what I found coming back, almost all my clients, it's not uncommon for me that I'm investing in them and that like the last week, I drove about 40 minutes to my client's home to literally take pictures of all her walls, measure her walls to help pre-design the groupings she should put on her walls, you know, and help pick out frames. And, you know, she's not paying anything for that. You know, that specific service, that is part of what, when you're, you're charging more, that high-end experience that she's not gonna get elsewhere. Um, and so that's definitely the direction that we're going now. I'm going to the high school seniors home ahead of time and helping pick out which outfits 
you know, and it's, it's a blast. I'm actually having a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing that. I love interior design. I love, um, you know, creating these wall groupings and things that, um, picking out paint colors. You know, I've got clients, in fact, the one a couple weeks ago, the senior, I was there helping picking out outfits. They're planning their house for their graduation party. And they have all these images of this um, girl from when she was a baby. And I photographed her and they're trying to figure out what to do with them. And literally I'm like, oh, this spot, you need to put a couple shelves yeah. and create a collage. I get a text from her that night. I already ordered on from Pottery Barn, they're on their way. And you know, so then when I went back to the house, like the next week, she already had like this whole gallery wall set up. Uh, so I, really I nice. get a lot get to, in that. Well, you, it adds value, but you also get to design a marketing piece in your client's home, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I just, I have a lot of fun with that. So that I like, I think the big piece is um, to do what you love. And so that is something I really do enjoy. And so that um, I like to spend my time, you know, and invest in my clients that way. And then on the flip side, you know, they're going to spend that money with me, you know? And so um, I do find that a lot of people are leaving money on the table by not offering products and um, not educating your client. That's one of the biggest reasons, and I know we're going to talk about in-person sales, but one of the biggest reasons I encourage people to do in-person sales is because I actually think you're not giving people the best experience if you're not offering that because people just don't know. So like if they're only looking at their images on an iPhone, on their small laptop, they really don't know that when they order or go get printed, you know, an eight by 10 or an 11 by 14, they don't realize that's not this huge wall portrait on their wall. Like they just, they need help. Like holding, most people need help kind of holding their hand, walking them through the process and directing them of what's going to look good, helping them visualize by measuring their walls, by, by photographing their walls. And literally in, in a software program, White House has one, um, they're coming out with called Wally. You've got um, programs called ProSelect where you can literally design these images. You can go in Photoshop and do it, you know, um, and, and, and pre-sell to your clients. You know, this is what your wall would look like if you did this. Absolutely. Let's talk about that for a bit for photographers maybe who don't do in-person sales. How do you get started in in-person sales? Like what are like the first steps that you would recommend for somebody that's like, crap, I need to do in-person sales because I can make so much more money through it. Yeah. Um, I think that the easy, you know, I think you hit different walls why people might say, this is why I'm not going to do it. And I think those walls um, tend to be, I don't have enough time. Like I'm so busy shooting and doing all of this stuff. How do I have time to sit down and do this sale? Um, you have people who might say like, hey, I don't have a sales room or a spot for people to come meet me. Um, how am I gonna do that? Um, and I could come back with an answer to all of those things. Um, you know, the, the piece of not having enough time, you either, um, I mean, half of, half of the 20 years of me being a business, I was not the salesperson. So like there's, I have no issue or no problem. Some people shouldn't be the salesperson. Like sometimes it's easier for someone else to sell for you. So if you don't have enough time or you don't want to spend that time, I would encourage you to team up with a past client who loves your work, a friend, an interior decorator, somebody who you can maybe even have work on commission to sell in the client's home. So like if you don't have that studio, you actually are offering an even better service um, to go into the client's home and you know, even if it's not you can project in their home even at that point if all you're doing though is Using your laptop to sell in their home to them But you're still measuring the walls and you're able to take photographs of the walls to create groupings to show them what large wall portraits would look like That is a huge service still 
like you're still helping them with that process and choosing images and choosing what the appropriate size and finishes should be for products in their home and how to decorate their home using, you know, photography. Um, and so I think that, you know, you don't need a studio space to do it. You don't need to be the one to do it. And I also think, um, you know, from the business standpoint, it's a numbers game, right? If someone's like, I'm too busy, I don't have time to do it. Well, maybe it's really, I think a lot of photographers, in my opinion, need to charge more money, you know, elevate this industry. So if you're charging more, you might not book as many sessions, but you're actually putting the same money in your pocket. You'll find you'll have a little more time to maybe do those extra things, to do a pre-consultation, to, um, to actually, you know, go in the client's home to sell. Um, you know, if you're overwhelmed with products, how do I even start? Where do I start with products? Or, you know, scared of that investment of having products on hand. Um, cause you know, I'm a big believer in you show, you're going to sell what you show. Yep. So, um, you know, if you have a gallery wall of all eight by tens and you're frustrated that your clients aren't buying 30 by forties, then, you know, I would say, well, let's get some bigger images on your wall. You know, people are going to buy what you show them. And so same thing. I have products. I have lots of products in my studio that are the products I like to sell. But if someone isn't ready to make that investment, easiest thing you could do, uh, like White House has these little inspiration guides. I absolutely love these. We've been using these for a couple years. Um, they've got them for seniors, weddings, um, newborns, families, that it's unbranded. I can hand these to my clients. These are not my photographs in here, but I'm not selling this to my clients as my photographs. I use it as an inspiration. I tell them, hey, look at this the same way you would pick up and look through a West Elm catalog to get inspired, how to decorate your home. This will just give you ideas of the products that exist that you can decorate your home with photography. And so now they're flipping through this, they see a product they love, yes, I can get that, you know, and now all of a sudden you've maybe sold a product um, that, you know, you spent a dollar buying a brochure for. You know, I hand these to all my clients. There's a matching web link I can email to my clients if you have online galleries. I mean, there's baby steps people can take. You know, I'm not saying go out there and buy a laptop and a projector. I mean, just doing inspiration guides and, and sending people links to the inspiration guides is like a baby step to selling products. Yeah, and you can even do proofs and contact sheets and all of that other stuff. And the great thing about those White House guides is I was actually um, looking at it with one of the other guys from White House. And the best part is it's all unbranded. So it doesn't have any of White House's logos or, or anything like that. It's all really ready for you to go so that you can hand it to your client without them being like, oh, what labs do you go through or, or whatnot? It's really more of a purpose of what products can you offer them that they couldn't necessarily get otherwise. Well, and then the other piece to this that's great is there is a companion guide that for every set of five, the companion guide gets sent to the photographer. That guide looks the same, except it's filled with pricing. It's filled with information. It's filled with ideas on how to market and sell the products. So you don't want to give that one to your client. <laughs> That's the one, you know, you don't want Unless to you want to sell everything at cost, which I don't necessarily recommend yeah, it. Right. Yeah. But it's really helpful as far as it's full of great information to help a photographer uh, to get the most out of using the guides and selling products. So what has been the biggest benefit that you've seen personally in your business from doing in-person sales or, or providing a service that's a little bit more in-depth that they couldn't get otherwise from, say, a photographer that is allocating all of their time to shooting and not a lot to necessarily client relations? Um, I, it's easy. Double, triple your sales. I mean, like, it really is, like, I remember, gosh, 15 years ago when we first started selling by projection it literally was taking a film proof putting it on a machine 
that projected it onto a wall. This was not digital, this was not using computers, and it was literally to show people actual size to educate them. Like, this is what your image looks like as a 30 by 40. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I'm not lying. You are doubling, you are tripling, or more your sales. You will hear that from any photographer who, who I mean, over the years, will we'll preach that same thing. If you go from not doing anything for sales to projection, it, it, it will pay for itself. It'll pay for that projector. It'll pay for that laptop. Um, it's worth the time. It really is. Even if you have to pay someone else um, commission or someone else to sell it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I switched to in-person sales, I think my second full year into seniors and have never looked back just because you're, it's, it's kind of a tried and true method. It really works. It helps drive higher sales and your clients feel like they're getting a better overall experience. They feel more invested in you and your business. Well, and they'll, they'll ask, I mean, that's usually the first question. Well, which one do you think? Well, what do you think? I mean, they've already invested this money in this time, you know, this money for the session, the time, the hours they spent with you shooting, they view you as an artist. They want to know, what your envision was, like, how did you see this being on display? Um, I can't tell you how many people, um, you know, this is not necessarily seniors, but like weddings, which I, you know, don't really shoot weddings much anymore, maybe one a year, but people, past clients will show up, like, I've got this, like, I've got all these images, and I have absolutely nothing in my home to show for it. Can you help me? And they're willing to pay me whatever to, like, get an album, to do prints on the wall. Yeah. So, that money could have gone to that other photographer who shot it. I mean, it's just something to think about. Um, I know it takes a little extra work um, and to get all of that set up, but it is, it is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. I mean, at minimum, if all you're going to still do is do an online gallery, include pricing in a way for people to order products off of the gallery. I mean, again, that's a baby step. Um, I would still say get the in-person sales. That's better, but that still could start to be a transition to selling those products especially if you're doing mini sessions where you ne aren't maybe necessarily wanting to sit down with 10 or 12 clients during um, a, a somewhat busier time or, or what have you, something that at least you can generate a little bit of income rather than just handing them the digital files from well, the shoot. And that's interesting because I will, because I've done both. I mean, literally that's one thing when you, you say, what did your business look like when you were running it remotely? Um, absolutely, I slacked off in lots of ways. One of the ways is I kind of got lazy, started putting images online um, because I wasn't there. I wasn't there to do the sales. My employee was available to do sales, but we just weren't giving my business the love it deserved mm -hmm. and we let things kind of slide. Now that I'm back, I mean, automatically, like I'm just not even making it an option. I mean, I'm just kind of like, I'm shooting. I'm telling my clients, okay, when can you come in next week to view these? You know, I was a little worried that they'd freak out because for five years, you know, we had slowly transitioned away from that um, or away from requiring that as part of the process. Um, and people love it. It's like not even like batting an eye. Like you said, they're excited to be yeah. um, with the person they've invested in. And it makes them feel better about that purchase. You know, if they're going to be spending that kind of money um, or you want, they want that confidence you know, from the artists, like that they're doing the right thing, that they're getting yep. the right size, that it's going to be, you know, we guarantee everything too. So, you know, that it's going to be what they love. Absolutely. And sometimes it's nice just for your clients to hear the photographer say, oh yeah, that looks good. Because after all, you are the expert. You're the one who does this 40, 50, 60 times a year with, with yeah. various clients. And so it's a, it's a huge kind of affirmation that they're, that they're doing the right thing. 
Well, and I, you know, just another example, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a mom in here for her senior boy and um, it's somebody we photographed last year. She'd seen the images online. She wanted now to order and it might come in, you know, and meet with me. We put everything online and she was just like, oh my gosh, it looks so much better. Like, you know, she was just, it looked, the presentation, the way the images looked, the images she would have chosen. Plus, if you've got that client who has hesitations for something like, oh, I'm not going to pick that image because the way my hair looks right here. You can be sitting there, oh my gosh, that would take me two seconds to fix. Like, if that's your favorite image, let's make this, you know, work. Maybe we could crop it this way or, you know, that's not a big deal. I could yeah. retouch that out. Um, whereas if they're just being critical and looking at themselves on their phone, on these itty-bitty images where maybe the coloring on their phone is off, you know what I mean? They're just not seeing them the way they should be presented. Um, you know, you're not there to help them. And I think that it, what, sales to me is, is trying to overcome any obstacles that your client presents to you. I think that that's any sale, any salesperson can tell you that, that you're always going to face these obstacles and it's how you as a salesperson to be successful can make that client feel comfortable and confident in their choices. And I think that yeah. that's something that in-person sales is phenomenal at doing just because you are right there. You can yeah. hear their concerns, you can hear their objections and and really, it's, it presents you an opportunity to sell your own work as well and say, like you were saying, the hair thing where it's like, oh, that, no worries. We can take that out in Photoshop or well, I don't really like how, I don't know, my face is shiny right here. Some, it's like little things usually. Right. You're like, cool, I'll fix that in Photoshop in two seconds, right. um, which during an in-person gallery or uh, an online gallery, you basically put it on and you're kind of at the mercy of you hope that you shot flawlessly, but we're not all flawless and we can't well, all do that with every single image. And it's also the gajillion people they're sharing it with and getting their opinions rather than, and getting it, making it confusing for them yeah. instead of really it's a lot cleaner to like one-on-one, -on -one, you're with them, you're helping them um, make those choices, so. Oh, for sure, yeah. So we'll kind of end with this. I, I always like to hear, especially people who've been in business for, for years like yourself, if you were to go back to say day one of your business, what is the very first thing that you would do? If you were say relaunching your entire business or had to completely revamp it to get it to where it is today, knowing what you know now? Hmm. Well, I feel like the industry has changed a lot. That's a tough question, but um, I think that like I don't really want to live with regrets. So like our specific situation, I don't know if I would change, but on some hands I do think about you know, how this building has been a blessing to us. And I think that's one of the reasons our studio grew, but at the same time, it was pretty risky and it worked out, but I probably would have taken things slower with, um, those choices and investing in like having this huge space versus maybe, you know, sticking with leasing a smaller space, lower risk. Um, just because, I think you can be super successful without all that overhead. And so that overhead kind of drove our business for so many years to have to succeed. So like on one hand, that's good. Like that drove us to be successful, but that's also was really stressful and really, um, you know, some tough times in there. Whereas I think, you know, the lifestyle that I want now is not to be so stressful and busy. Um, so it's trying to figure out how to do that 
um, and still have this building, you know? So, I mean, that building was, has been a blessing, but it's also, you know, been a burden, you know, at times. So I think that, you know, sometimes people can get starry eyed and think like, Oh, I need like a studio or I need to spend all this money and all this gear. And I need, you know, spend, spend, spend all this money. Or really, um, there's a lot you can do and have a very successful business without, um, investing in all of those things, you know, to take it slower. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I do think that photographers get caught up in that they have to kind of have this grandiose idea of, of what their studio has to be, where it's also like, it's also okay just to follow the natural progression of a business. Whereas you don't see small businesses all of a sudden trying to franchise and rent and re go retail in like 40 different locations when they just started their first location. So I think that the same, the same principle can be applied to photographers too, where it's like, you're just starting, let your revenue base grow, let your client base grow. And then from there you can kind of move up as kind of the natural progression um, allows you to. Well, and I think the other thing I would say is hire slowly and fire quickly. You know, that would be um, some words of wisdom that were shared with us that when I look back and I think, Sometimes people say, oh, I'm so busy, I need to hire somebody. I'm so busy, I need to hire somebody. Really, it might just be adjusting prices, adjusting some things in your business to be less busy, if they, you know, because come with employees, you know, you have extra responsibility and, and again, overhead that sometimes people can fall in that trap of thinking they need to hire. And there's so many ways you can outsource things nowadays um, without having to take that on. Not that, I mean, I have, our, our employees are part of the backbone of our business. I love our employees, but you know, we've also had times where maybe we didn't have the right fit of somebody. Um, and that also has burned us. We're like, uh, you know, you want to be too nice. You don't take care of the situation. And you know, that just never ends out, ends up well either. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, just, it, it's tough because as photographers, um, you know, a lot of people tend to be more artistic I mean, there's definitely people that really balance both. They have the business side, they have the artistic side, you know, and there's other people who are more business, you know, focused and maybe not as artistic. Um, so I think that's super normal and common, but to figure out your strengths and focus on that and to get the help from, you know, business people, accountants, you know, friends, other, you know, people in the photography community to help you in the areas that aren't your strengths. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We'll kind of end. I'm going to ask you to ask a question to our viewers that they're going to just leave down in, in basically the comment box below on YouTube that they can then answer the question as kind of a follow-up to this. But first, where can people find you on say online, social media, all that good stuff? Um, yep. Um, Instagram's V Topper. So just V as in Vicky Topper, T-A-U-F-E-R. Um, we've got, um, I've got my personal Facebook um, that I probably do more of, um, Vicky Topper. Um, but we also have V Gallery and we have, um, you know, just our website, vgallery.net, not .com, vgallery.net. You can find, yeah, you can find all of that online as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So now we'll get you to ask the question. So what is one question that you want to ask the viewers? It can be personal business related, literally anything that you want them to, to answer down in the comment section below. Um, let's say, you know, you know what, how about, um, for this year? So I, I'm big in like setting goals and, um, I feel like it's really important to, you know, 
kind of work backwards and figure out where you want to be and figure out how to get there. So maybe, um, you know, if there is one, one thing, one word, um, one accomplishment or goal that you have, you know, for the end of 2018, like where you want to be, what would that be? I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vicki. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for Real Talk for the very first time, make sure to hit that subscribe button below so that you guys can keep up to date on all of the future Real Talks that we release with uh, awesome other people uh, just like Vicki. So um, yeah, thank you for coming on here today. It was a pleasure to kind of learn about in-person in sales and then also just kind of your journey of photography and kind of how, how life can throw you curveballs and how to adjust to it. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys on the next Real Talk. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit the subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around. Thank you.